0: Steve Achievement Attorney at Law
1: (laughs) I'm Zach I'm Riff I'm Jim And I'm Kevin It's time for episode number 236 of Video Games Hot Dog A podcast (coughs) by, for, and at Our Patreon backers Go to patreon.com slash vghd And join our army of delicious Patreon supporters Who've made this all possible This is terrible. That is terrible. We
2: we just had sushi, which we do before almost every episode. Yep. But this time it was paid for by our Patreon backers. You rode the BART to get here,
1: like you do before every show, but this time it was paid for by our Patreon backers. Stop saying Patreon.
3: (laughs)
2: Is is that not it? You (laughs) Don't be (laughs) Patreonizing. So,
1: uh, in, uh... I just,
2: I can't hear anything but Patreon
1: in 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 listener's mail f writes you guys are trying to turn the word putreon into a gif versus gif battle putreon yeah well i just read putreon um, <laughs> it's obviously putreon guys <laughs> thanks f the other day i went into my office and i saw a weird wooden lattice on top of a shelf and i was like what is this weird thing and it was the lattice that fell out of the miniature dollhouse scale french doors that f oh, no. mailed to us no, and i no. put it back it was fine I like did, did it you could have say, fallen into you the know,
0: trash? Let me see then what their at is <laughs> so and this is uh, so this explore. is wait a second this is, <laughs> the the little miniature
3: French doors that we have as a reminder about I am pay mm-hmm. the windows fell out of them <laughs> and nearly killed everyone, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's. I just wanted to clarify. Is that a thing that happened to a real pay building? Yeah, the the Hancock Tower in Boston. The, oh The, wow. the yeah. windows just started popping out. They had to like remove after after they built like oh a like a when you
2: twist it. the PSP.
3: Yes, it's and because the building was was like moving was like was like. Flexing too much twisted. in the wind, yeah, yeah. and it yeah. was
2: just windows were literally
3: just popping out and falling. I did that the
1: architectural model was just four ice
2: trays <laughs> glued together.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: what uh, what falls out of the PSP when you twist it?
2: the uh, the disc the disc that you put in there to play. Oh, <laughs> it just, really? It shoots out huh, like at
3: sp- at speed and with spin.
2: I mean, <laughs> like at I.
3: If you're near speed, yes.
2: I actually don't know how fast, but like I remember playing a flash game that used the. It was you played the PSP and you shot the discs as ammo. It went pretty fast in that game.
1: Oh, okay, <laughs> that I mean I can't imagine why that wouldn't be an accurate model. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys ever see those videos where people would put like a CD on a really high RPM drill and then oh, yeah push the CD off and it would just dart into oh a I didn't and see that one. explode <laughs> I, into a billion pieces. I saw oh, the good. one
0: where they uh, where they just span it span it they just spun it so fast that the cd exploded and they filmed it on one of those super slow motion cameras
1: some of your patreon money is going to go towards getting riff english lessons
0: (laughs) yes some of your patreon money is moony uh i just watched a couple of videos uh with a hydraulic
3: press uh oh yeah those are good the guy was like i'm gonna disprove once and for all this dumb you can't fold a piece of paper more than seven times yeah (laughs) yeah And he folds it, you know, folds it by hand, like, four times. And then he hydraulic presses the fifth one to make sure it's really nice and flat. And then he folds it the sixth time, presses it down. Then he <laughs> folds it the seventh time and th- brings the hydraulic press down. And then you hear this snap. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this has never happened. And he, like, lifts the press up. And the, the paper has, like... It kind just of exploded just shattered yeah, like yeah it just yeah.
2: powdered like turned wow. it was into like
0: plastic or something
2: You just needed a paper piece of paper that was twice as big probably
0: uh, yeah you say that
3: <clears throat> I, I don't know
1: it was pretty great though i remember as a kid hearing that and thinking mm. and then borrowing my mom's iron <laughs> to do uh, oh yeah a similar version the, of that. the poor but, yeah, man's really, hydraulic press you really can't yeah
3: if you uh if you get Really thin paper, it, mm-hmm. it folds yeah. a lot more.
0: And also, if you're willing to redefine bold.
2: Yeah. Or seven. <laughs>
0: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> or paper. <sighs> or times. <sighs> okay. Or can't. <laughs>
1: <sighs> ah, guys, how have you been?
2: Yeah, I've been pretty good. I uh, I saw a sign. This was a sign that was posted by. Uh, someone I follow on Twitter who I forget that was a sign uh, that was like it listed a bunch of rules for eating ramen and the uh, the first rule was that you know chopsticks only forks are for amateurs and then there was like always be slurping <laughs> and then there was like, like no sharing and I interpreted that as like you can't split the ramen with the person next to you but Maybe they meant you can't take a photo of it and post that on Instagram, but (laughs) I don't want to go back and look at the sign again because it made me really angry. Like these, these the food bullies telling you how to eat your ramen, and I I want I was like, I went on this rant that I never posted about how like fuck you, forks are better than chopsticks in almost every case. White people who use chopsticks are posers. Okay. Whoa.
0: Chopsticks are phone?
2: No, no, it was, it was completely unfair. If, okay. It was completely unfair, and it also didn't fit in 140 characters. Wait,
0: didn't, if a dude you
3: rants in a forest and, and no one is it, around to hear him, is it really a rant? Did I? Did I? You, you heard, heard the part
2: where I said it was unfair, right? Right. Okay. All right.
1: It's like, well, but unfair and hypocritical are two different.
2: <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Two
1: different facets of the fucked upness of <laughs> this thing that you did.
2: I did. I didn't do it. Okay. I, didn't, I, I wrote this rant and then erased it because, it, like, I didn't want to be an asshole, and also it didn't fit um
3: <laughs> yeah fitting that in. also there
2: was a rule acres. no rants about this sign <laughs> right
3: <Yeah.
2: laughs> anyway food bullies I, I think like a better analogy would be that people who tell you you can only eat with chopsticks are like the people who yelled at bioware for having a narrative mode in their game
1: i will still make fun of kevin for not Using chopsticks at a restaurant where everyone else is using chopsticks, right? There are community standards. That's a thing,
3: but they're dumb. Like,
1: well, okay. Mr. Black sheep. Okay. I, Mr. Beat your own drummer.
3: I would rather use a fork or my fingers in almost every
1: case. Nice
2: fedora. Oh yeah. Fingers are much better choice yeah. for eating ramen, especially. Hmm. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs>
3: I mean, you just drink it out of the bowl. You yeah, always yeah. be slurping. Actually. And
1: also, farting is a compliment to the chef,
3: <laughs> right? <laughs> I have also been good.
2: To respond, just tell, tell pop, us what angry went. You almost pop, went on. popping
3: off the stack. I guess. <laughs> uh, I saw Zootopia. Oh yeah, oh, how good? was that? It was totally fun and pleasant.
1: Like, was it as good as San Francisco Pixar movie Inside Out? Was that called Inside Out? I liked Inside Out more.
3: Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. How um, about um, Wreck-It Ralph, I think, is the more, the closer in provenance.
3: Like, Wreck-It Ralph is speaking to my sort of core being in a way that Zootopia isn't.
1: And it's pandering to your nostalgia yeah. in a way that if you were a furry, Zootopia would be pandering to your sexual uh qualities.
3: Sure. Yeah. But Zootopia is like it's really well done. The script is pretty funny. They they did a really good job, uh. So, and I think it's just Disney. I, it's like non Pixar. Disney, non Pixar.
2: I saw a trailer for Zootopia, which was <coughs> just an unbroken two minute scene from Zootopia. Is it oh, the, where the sloth
1: is working at the DMV and they're yeah, trying to get something which done, which
2: is a really and it was it made me want to see the movie. So it was an effective trailer. Yeah. But it's also a really unusual kind of trailer. Right. It was almost just like here's a short film that is hopeful. Well, hopefully, it's representative. It doesn't
0: give you away. It give away really
3: any of the plot, which is awesome. I am yeah. wonder if they maybe that.
0: just wrote that scene as a trailer and then found somewhere in the movie to put it.
2: Yeah, maybe.
3: There is
1: a nearly three minute unbroken one note gag scene in Pee-wee's Big Holiday uh-huh. that is. One of the like bravest and most amazing things I have seen in film.
2: I I really want to I I really want to see that. I just watched uh, with April Peewee's Big Adventure, which I had never seen. I watched it on Sunday, I think. Yeah, you were stoked. Really fucking good. So good. And also, uh, and this this probably gives you a sense of like what I liked about it and what like you might like about it hypothetically. I am really sad that uh, when after. When people were reacting to Frog Fractions, no one said it was like oh. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Huh. Because I, I feel like that's a... And I, I didn't know the details, but I know that's a touchstone for a lot of people. Sure. And I feel like it's it's exactly my storytelling ethos.
1: Did you have any exposure to Pee Wee Herman growing up?
2: I had seen a couple episodes of the TV series, which didn't really grab me. And I, I don't know if I would have liked the movie back then. I don't know.
1: I really liked it when I was a kid. I haven't seen it as an adult. I should watch it again, though.
2: Yeah. Is it on a streaming service? It is on Netflix. And also, the new Pee Wee movie is on Netflix. It was made for Netflix, right? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. And the the one... I think there was one movie in the middle, Pee Wee's Big Top. Big Big Top Pee Wee. That That one's not as good. That is not... Okay. And it's also not on Netflix. It doesn't deserve to be. Oh, fair enough. (laughs) Lots of things that don't deserve to be Netflix are on Netflix. I'm glad I liked something on this podcast because I feel like there's going to be a lot of hate later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I read an article on overthinking it about why Pee-wee's big holiday sort of captures the spirit of Pee-wee's big adventure in a way that Big Top Pee-wee did not. Hmm. And one of the points that they made that I thought was interesting that in Big Top Pee-wee, I mean, you've only seen one of these, but in Big Top Pee-wee, he is like engaged to a woman, and there's a plot where he's romantically interested in a different woman, that. and that, like, just is not like, it works because you don't know whether he is an adult or a child, and you don't know whether he is gay or straight or asexual or whatever, like yeah. Pee Wee Herman works when it is just an absurd enigma Yeah, and, like, because yeah that re- doesn't work re- regular Pee Wee's Pee- 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 Big Holiday is, like it is really just kind of a gay romantic comedy in a lot of ways, Hmm. except there's like no payoff because there's no actual... Romance? Well, there's no actual like sex at all, nor is there ever going to be. So it's like... But it's like... Yeah, I don't know. It's like... There were parts of... I don't remember if I talked about this on the podcast or not, but there were parts of Pee Wee's Big Holiday where I was like, man, this is like weirdly targeted at like sort of inclusive social justice pro audiences and then over the course of it I realized no wait like this is just what Pee Wee Herman has always been like this is just a sort of level of like not I don't want to say like thoughtless inclusiveness but just like
2: Like guileless goes
1: without saying inclusiveness that the whole that it has has just always been at its core yeah. and like big top Pee Wee is weird in that regard
3: Zootopia okay, so, yeah. is a, there's a lot of like sort of ex- explicit inclusiveness built into the movie yeah so it's it's cool that those are themes that are being sort of included in media that children will consume because I think that's an important thing to start thinking about early
2: yeah agreed well that was one of the reasons I really liked um uh what was the one about where the aspects of the mind were characters in the film Inside Out. Yeah. I, I never saw that. I like this is me never watching anything, but <laughs> um I, I really liked that conceptually because I feel like that is a much better um model for how the human mind works than the the monolithic one person model. Um and it's it's good to have that in your mental toolkit as you go through your life yeah like herman's head never is that like max headroom
1: no herman's head is basically inside out except it's a sitcom from the 80s
2: like max headroom uh yeah (laughs) 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 i don't know why i associate those two things well they both have head and a guy's name uh, that's gotta be it was herman's
3: head did they have both herman in the in the real world and the like the cast yeah. of characters inside his head. Yeah, like it was like intercut. Yeah, it was two, par- the two. It was parallel stories. Okay, I I think I saw an episode or two, and ah, oh, it was so good. I didn't. I did not watch that show. Uh, I mean, I remember it being so good. Did you watch Head of the Class?
1: Is that the one where Howard Hessman was the weird the old hippie teacher? Yeah, I didn't. Okay, I just knew that. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I found it marked by its Les Nesman-lessness. <laughs> Anything that has Howard Hessman, but not Les Nesman, <laughs> will
3: survive the apocalypse.
1: <laughs> uh, see, I'm referring to one of them by the actor's name and one of them by the character's name, sure. so it's hard, to, it's hard to go anywhere with that, because I know right. it won't hold up in court.
0: <laughs> Dismissed.
1: <laughs> what have you been up to, Riff?
0: Uh, this last, past weekend, I went to a, uh, uh, Magic the Gathering tournament for the new set that's coming. Oh, yeah?
1: The pre-release?
0: Yeah, the pre-release pre thing.
1: So did I. What'd you think?
0: Oh, it's pretty cool. It's super flavorful, the new, the new expansion. It is. All, We're returning to Gothic Innistrad, everyone. Right.
1: It's all vampires and zombies.
0: Yeah. And the next one, apparently, the, the follow-up expansion is apparently going to be all cthulhu Woo-hoo. So, heck yeah so how
3: do they how do they do that because like uh innistrad if it's all vampires and zombies that seems like it's super black centric
1: so you can listen to uh i was gonna say mark Wahlberg. what i meant was mark <laughs> rosewater i mean maybe you could listen to mark rose mark Wahlberg. talk about Mark magic. Wahlwater. R- research water, yeah. research Wahlberg. um so, they put zombies in blue, and they were, like, Frankenstein's monster-style zombies, like zombies made by science. Okay. Uh, there are werewolves that are in red for the sort of emotional chaos, and green for the connection to nature. Okay. Um, white
0: had... Uh, uh, white is mostly hunters. people. People, yeah, but like they're, like, unruly
1: and- mobs, and, Ooh. like, people being mobilized against the darkness. Yeah. Um... And vampires, spirits that's yeah, spirits—they're spirits like ghosts in white, like yeah. sort of holy-ish ghosts in white and blue. Okay. Um, what else?
0: Uh, I think there were vampires, were black, vampires and... were black and red. Were they? I don't remember for certain.
3: Are zombies black and blue? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: As they are, um, Inastrad right is a cool setting. I, like I liked the dark. That was the one of the first expansions that I was, like, actively playing Magic for, and I just thought it was cool. Like, it was just like, ah, oh, neat. This is all, like, just weird, spooky stuff. Yeah. And it's great. Uh, there's a there's one rare card in this set uh, called Triskaidekaphobia. Yeah. <laughs> which is an enchantment, and at the beginning of your upkeep, you choose one. Any player with 13 life immediately loses the game. Both players lose one life. Ooh. Or any player with 13 life loses the game both players gain one life huh. and i not only got that in my in my packs for for the pre-release mm. i got it into play and won using it nice in the second game that i played wow it came out and i was able to cast it when my opponent was at 14 life uh. and there was and the no way without turn. me attack two turns later because you play it and then on your next upkeep because it happens in this order, anyone with thirteen life dies, and then everyone loses one life. So they always have a chance to respond to it. Okay. Like they, like if they got, if he had gotten me to thirteen life on the turn that he had thirteen life, I would have also lost. Right. Um,
0: they cool. also got, really uh, they're doubling down on the the double sided cards in this yeah, expansion. Yeah, every pack too. has a yeah, double sided like card. Like every pack has one and maybe two. What does that? Do? So, well, imagine you've got like. A werewolf that is human on one side and has a oh, condition have, like, under which you, have you flip a, the card over. And so you have you have those cards on off side. of like a
3: sideboard, and you yeah, have like a the, and you have a
1: proxy. Yeah. yeah, every yeah, one yeah. of them oh, comes a with cards. a proxy that yeah. represents it in the The
3: proxy was the thing that I was confused
1: about. Yeah. That, yeah. I had
2: that assumed that part of the balance was that you knew what was coming. Because that would be interesting too. Mm-hmm.
3: Which uh, so which side do you cast it on, or do you get to decide?
1: Only one side is only one side has a casting cost, and only like it's. Um, Those are neat. Some of them are really powerful. They all have weird triggers, too. Like, the, the werewolves tend to, like, turn into werewolves when no spells have been cast and turn back when any spells have been cast.
0: I think it's, like, two spells have been cast on the same turn. Yeah. Usually, yeah.
1: Um, But, yeah, every pack has one of those double-sided yeah. things in it.
0: I read and a thing they- that said it's, like, one, like, one point... One two five, so you've got like a one in eighth, one in eight chance of getting two of them in a pack.
1: Mm. And I ended up there's there's a, a tier of card past rare called mythic rare now, which yeah. apparently there's one of those in every like eight or ten packs. In the packs that I got for the pre release and the packs that I won for winning the rounds that I won, I got three of them. Nice, yeah, it was crazy lucky.
3: Do they have it distributed such that every box of cards would be guaranteed to have? I don't know. Number? That is an excellent question.
1: I would be content to only ever play Magic at these pre-releases,
0: yeah. Where nobody
1: knows the rules. A, a guy, yeah.
0: I, a guy I played against, said specifically that's how he does it.
1: Although this set, I really want to draft. Like, I want to actually go, like, because it's just so cool. Yeah. Like, I it's it like seeing the just neat, flavorful things and the way that like the the way that they make the narrative tie into the mechanics is just like when it works like when it's a theme that i like it's just so it just brings back that like feeling i had when i first discovered it in high school
0: i'm i'm way more into deck building than actually playing so i'm not into drafting because you don't get a good selection of cards to build a deck from in a draft but i'm definitely buying a bunch of cards to to mess around with
3: are you so what, you're just gonna build decks and then never actually play them?
0: At, I mean, there's ways you can play a deck against itself or play two decks you've made against each other and things like that just to <sighs> but but that's not that's not like the fun bit. It's like the icing on the cake at the end to see if you did a good job, but the fun part is putting it together in the first place.
1: The pre-release is where you get a bunch of cards and then you make a deck out of that bunch of cards. you know, you get like five packs or whatever. So you can make a reasonable ish deck probably. Yeah. out of those. That's fun. You know, you spend an hour making the deck and then two hours playing with it. Like that's that's pretty ideal to me. Drafting you can get good at drafting. Like you can you can draft a pretty good deck usually no matter what's happening yeah. around the problem, you.
0: The problem with drafting is that your card selection is par partially affected by the other people you're playing with and and also chance- how
3: close you are to the truck in front.
0: <laughs> and, and chances are, with my experience of the game, like playing the game recently, compared to the experience level of the other people at a game shop that I'm likely to be playing with, when I open a pack and look at them, I can't immediately tell necessarily which cards are the best cards. And so I feel like that puts me at a disadvantage drafting at a, at a game shack. Yeah.
1: You know. Here here's 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 my advice to you creatures are good removal is better like things that destroy creatures mm-hmm. go for those even if there's like sometimes if there's a common that just destroys a creature that should be your first pick mm-hmm. out of the first pack like being able to like you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to reliably get like synergies going but you need creatures to deal damage to your opponent and you need to be able to destroy their creatures and then spend like an hour on the internet, just Google, you know, Return to Innistrad drafting,
0: yeah. <laughs> and there will
1: just be there will just be like prioritized list. Of, like there is already probably a database that was like what cards were in the decks that won at these pre-release events <laughs> wow. in what percentage. Like because the their data mining is nuts. You know, although I don't know where they you know they don't know anything about me because I. Never bring my duelist's convocation international card with me because i don 't know where it is, and they 're always really stressed out that they don't know my dCI number I was like man i don 't want fucking Mark Rosenberg tracking my movements
0: <laughs> so you don't want the NSA finding out
1: he's going to tell the plants, and then when the plants make everybody murder themselves, i 'll be the first to go because he caught me eye in his lemon drink. <laughs> You guys want to do some listeners'
2: <laughs> mail? Sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> yes, Jim, did you get bored? Uh, what, huh? See what? Are we still podcasting.
1: Shamu says the uh, the video games Hot Dog Patreon finally got me to join Duckfeeds Patreon too. Eagerly awaiting the video <laughs> games Hot dog Slack team. Well, yeah, we got all those invites sent out today. That was supposed to happen on Monday, but uh, it didn't. I
3: (laughs) in classic in classic us fashion.
1: (laughs) Well, something happened on Monday. Oh, we sent out the newsletter on Monday and I wanted to give new people a chance to hop on before I sent out the first batch of invites.
3: Right. Um,
1: Ungawa says. Zach, thanks for talking about your experience with the Protoss StarCraft 2 campaign. Maybe I'll give it another try. I'm somebody that only plays StarCraft for the campaign, and at some point I saw in the Battle.net launcher that they were offering a free demo of the Protoss levels, and I gave it a try, but I bounced off of it almost immediately. I don't know if the Protoss campaign ramps up faster than the others or what, but they gave me access to so many units I had no experience with, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, And and it goes on, but the the demo levels that they released for that were weirdly not good. They were... They kind of started in the middle.
3: Hmm. I it, wonder what that decision was. They the, felt like it would ramp up too slow. If Yeah, I don't know.
1: The actual campaign ramps up very slowly. Like, it adds one unit per mission. Although, I got to a mission that I just can't win on the normal difficulty.
2: They should have just used that scene from Zootopia... With the sloth?
3: Yeah. As the demo for, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for <the> Protoss. <laughs>
2: yeah, that would
1: have made you want to play it. Yeah, it
3: would. Oh, did you <laughs> see That's just that? That's the demo um, for
0: everything Everything from now on. Yeah, did yeah. Did you see that uh, uh, April Fool's joke they did where they announced the new fourth StarCraft race? It was Mm-mm. birds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> I, I tell you, I am so much more interested in like, the world of StarCraft and the game itself. Like, I remember booting up StarCraft 1 and, like, the... Just watching the cinematics. Was just watching, like, watching the opening cinematic. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, this is a great setting. And then the game itself started, and I'm like, what am I doing? Like, just <laughs> clicking on bases. This is not... You, should, SCVs
3: uh, to harvest you should
0: read it, some Warhammer 40K, K, then, because yeah, it's yeah. basically the same setting.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. I watched Event Horizon...
3: Yeah, that's pretty much the same thing.
2: <laughs> you've seen the movie
3: Aliens, right?
2: Oh yeah, yeah.
3: And uh, you've seen what is it Predator? It's uh like yeah, the one, the one with the other weird alien race. Uh, E.T. <laughs> who are they? Okay. Who are the Who are the Protoss? In yeah, I'm movies? I'm trying to think of I, because they're also an alien race, but they're they're unusual. No, they're the Eldar. Well, but, but I'm I'm trying to think of a movie that has Eldar. Right, I don't
1: think the, the oh uh, the Navi. <laughs> They really like now all of the Protoss have these ponytails that connect them to all of their ancestors' memories. Oh, whoa. Oh, really? Yep. And yep. Oh, and,
0: shit, guys. <laughs>
1: yeah, but then they get like polluted by some, uh. Tree sap? Uh, corporation. <laughs> no, they get polluted by like an ancient god that wakes up, and so a lot of them have to like voluntarily sever their, uh, Lords? Navi ponytails.
3: Wow, so they are like retroactively retconning avataring? Well, they
1: didn't really ever say that they didn't have magic ponytails that connected (laughs) them to their ancestors' memories, right? So I don't know that it's retconning exactly.
3: That's an important detail to have skipped over. It's also
1: not like...
3: I mean, so there was that
1: idea in dungeons and dragons when they first were describing the different plane where you're when you're on the astral plane you're like connected by a tether yeah, that goes astr- out a few feet cord. from your body and then just sort of disappears how are you connected to like with the navi they they had to plug their ponytails into something uh-huh. <laughs> this is just like well my ponytail is like four feet long maybe it's an antenna <laughs> Right. And so cutting it off, like, oh, no, now my ponytail is only one foot long. So I
0: can't can't jump as many times.
1: Oh, I got fillings. Now I can hear them again. Okay, this is cool. (laughs) We're fine. Uh, My house, uh, this is going to be a problem uh, recording audio at the house that I'm living in here. Now, the outlets are ungrounded. And when I plug in the recorder at home, it just picks up. FM radio on the,
3: <laughs>
1: on, <laughs> why, the mic, on the on the mic. Why would
3: you record things at home? I don't know. I,
1: I wouldn't.
2: Can but... you just set the tuning just to like between stations?
3: Well, there's not really a knob to tune
1: uh-huh. a thing that's not a radio. You <laughs> could I could just connect that weird house. bat to it and just <laughs>
3: twist. You could potentially just ground install some ground yourself, right?
2: You just need a bunch of metal.
3: You want a, you want like a, po- a pole and jam it into the into the earth.
2: Oh, literal ground. Well, yeah. well, that's
1: what it is, right? But, but it's also I mean, just a big the water pool water of electrons. Start... Like... I could just start randomly soldering wires to wires and pipes inside <laughs> my walls.
2: Or you could use a recorder that's not plugged in, like battery-powered. Yeah, this one just doesn't have batteries. Mm.
1: I, what I could do is I could power it USB off of a laptop, or a, that seems like a terrible idea. That's also going to have a
3: lot of interference.
1: Uh, it doesn't. I tried it. It's okay. it's less audible interference, but then it's noisy because there's a laptop there. I can get a really long USB cable. Uh huh. Plug it into the neighbor's house that does have grounded outlets. Okay. <laughs> F says, have any of you guys tried any of the VR headsets with your glasses on yet? I'm looking at which ones to order and I've read mixed reviews on using them with your glasses on. Boy, I used the Sony one with glasses on and it was like... It was as comfortable as having the lenses of your glasses jammed against the wet part of your eyes. Did you?
3: Is. Did you adjust the the front piece of it?
1: I didn't know you could.
3: Yeah. So that that is huge. I don't. I have not spent enough time with any of the other headsets to know, but the Sony VR thing has a little button on it that you can just pull it out. And it fits over glasses. Like it, there's really light nice. leaks around the sides,
0: but it just it just totally fit over my glasses and it's actually comfortable. Can you maybe just not wear your glasses and focus it such nope. that? Nope.
1: Uh, yeah, it really, something, really about, does not work. something about optics makes that not work, and I don't really understand it. I imagine it is the same principle whereby if you aren't wearing your glasses and you look in a mirror, things are still blurry, even though the mirror is really close. Although. Why does a mirror reflect left and right but not up and down? <laughs> uh.
3: Why does it, why can I not see my vampire friends in it? <laughs> uh, so the, the Sony headset for I have very small glasses, so I might not be a very good test case, but uh, it worked really, really well for me.
0: The Sony VR—that's well, VR. good to know because that's, like, that's probably the one I'm going to end up getting if I get one. It is probably
3: also the worst quality of all of them.
0: Well, sure, but it's also the one that's like, like, what, like a third is expensive because it doesn't include a $1,000 computer.
3: Right. It, but, I mean, that $1,000 computer is actually very important for, for them working real well. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know.
0: I don't know. Maybe it'll depend on how much of a tax refund I get. I'm curious about the Vive. I'd like to try the Vive. Yeah, me too. That's the one that everyone seems to really like. Like, all the people I know that have tried both the Oculus and the Vive are like, screw
2: the Oculus. Vive
0: is where it's 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 at. It's
2: also the one that requires you to have, like, a five meter by five meter empty space in your house.
0: It's not that large. Um, It's, I don't know, I want to say it's like... Two meter by three meter. I, I, I on the on the, exactly. the bombcast
1: they were saying like it's like a four by five foot space is like the minimum requirements for it. And Although you can also individual games will tell you that's insufficient. And okay. other games All will right. say that you
3: can play it sitting down at your desk. Like you can play Fantastic Contraption. Like they've been working on a mode where you're just sitting at a desk playing. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think I think people will make a wide variety of experiences for it because it it has the the like sort of included controllers which are. The thing that makes it stand out right. more.
1: Have you guys been playing any video games?
0: I uh, I finished that Sherlock Holmes game, which was pretty fun.
1: Crimes and Punishments. Crimes and
0: Punishments.
1: Which were there more of?
0: Um, there were... Altogether, there were six cases, and I let people go without punishments in three of them. Huh. So it was a six to three crime to punishment ratio.
1: Okay. There were never a case. There was never a case that involved more than one crime,
3: or a uh, case that had more than one perpetrator. Therefore, there was doubling there, up on
0: punishments. Well, okay, I don't want to spoil it, but there was <laughs> technically a case with more than one perpetrator, but that did not affect the totals.
1: Did Did somebody get murdered? while jaywalking
2: (laughs) (laughs) so does the game at the end after you've made all your decisions tell you how wrong you were you can actually um, it's actually super lenient when you've picked like
0: when you've picked who you think it is it shows you the little movie of Holmes confronting that person and then it says alright do you are you going to accept this as your ending or do you want to go back and pick another one And it also offers you a button that you can push if you want it just to tell you what the right answer is. And it actually says on it, doing this will probably ruin your gameplay experience.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I really like the idea of you just make your decision and live with it without knowing whether you're right or wrong.
0: Yeah. It was really good. I'm excited because they've got... another one coming out real soon at like the end of the month i think and another one coming out a little bit later that uh is the same sort of thing but it's not expressly a sherlock holmes thing and instead it's a call of cthulhu thing and that's going to be oh, pretty no, sweet that's nice yeah. that's
3: also just sort of
0: detective being
3: yeah because um, definitely so detective <laughs> stuff
0: yeah. yeah so pretty good I think no, I man, swallow. we were lucky that
2: Mickey Mouse only happened after Lovecraft died. <laughs> <laughs> I played a bunch of a mobile game called
1: Super Tribes. Okay. It is, I think, a very good video game. Okay. It is like a really lightweight civilization super um, tribes super tribes couple bucks do you do you have to say super tribes you do super oh tribes. you pay for it yeah <laughs> super cool uh tribes. and then there are three it's like two dollars and then there are three unlockable factions that are not in any way superior to the four that are unlocked when you buy it that are uh, like a dollar each um you start out with one city and one unit and it's there's a there's a grid where it's like maybe there's some fruit here and if you have the right you have one kind of resource and if you have the right kind of technology you can tap on the fruit and harvest it and then it will cause your sit the nearest city to it to grow by one unit uh and then the cities upgrade get various things going on um you have i think there are four types of military unit maybe five that you can move around. There's a tech tree with 15 technologies in it. Every game lasts 30 turns. Wow, that's short. Yeah, except it ends up... It, it's just like a very clean... It's It's got like crossy road graphics, okay. which is really nice. Um, It's very clear what everything is. The UI is really nice and really clean, and, and it's just like a really well done, really straightforward thing. Once you get good at it, games take like ten times as long as they do when you're bad at it. That is the one <laughs> thing that is like because not because you are thinking about stuff. No, because... because you just re- you start to do you start to make better decisions, which result in you having more resources, which uh, result in you having the kids, ability to go so... capture more cities. Yeah, like the- like the map is like sixteen by sixteen tiles or something, or maybe twenty five by twenty five, and there are Or maybe 20 by 20 or something. I I don't know. Um, And there's... I think that there are like 16 places where there is either a city, a starting city if you're one of the factions, or a village that you can take over that then becomes one of your cities. And, you know, you can do things like build roads between them to make everything grow that's connected by a trade route to the capital or whatever. And there's like achievements that let you build different kinds of buildings for free that will grow the city near it and give you a bunch of points you're playing for score okay um the top scores are eight times my highest score so like there's clearly further to go uh but it's already getting to the point where it's like the last like 10, 12 turns are pretty tedious because it's like, all right, now I got to go to each of these cities and figure out if there's anything that I can do to grow them before the next turn so that they will provide more resources so that I can do the same thing again. Do you? And then combining that with managing military units, it it's awesome and I had a lot of fun with it, but I'm not interested in getting any better at it because it's just going to make games take even longer and they're already too long for a phone
2: game. So at some point I already talked about the feature I hallucinated reading about for Master of Orion 3.
1: The length slider?
2: No, this is a different feature (laughs) I hallucinated. Maybe I didn't talk about this. So, this was right before Master of Orion 3 came out. Uh, I had read, I thought, about uh, a feature of this game, which is the Viceroy's, which is people who will make all your decisions for you, and then you have a certain number of focus points per day where you can go override their decisions. Yeah um and apparently this just doesn't happen at all and there's no 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 limit on the extent to which you can override the viceroy's decisions but i thought that was a super interesting way to like both create like simulate the limited resource as you as your empire gets bigger of like that a real leader would have uh as to like how much control they can exert um and also limit the uh number of time you like limit the problem of civilization. The civilization has, and old games like that have, the where sprawl of- yeah, you like you just start hoping that you know the next technology you invent is going to be a spreadsheet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was talking to uh, B- Ben McGraw, who I went to the Magic pre-release with, about how much we wanted a four X game with no other enemies. Oh, yeah. Like, so basically just a explore-expand game, yeah. not an exterminator excruciatingly yeah, long yeah. turns <laughs> in the late game, which I think is what the fourth X stands for.
2: Yeah. I talked about my experience with StarCraft, but before I played that, I played Age of Empires. And I remember really enjoying the part of Age of Empires where you're building a city and it took me a while to realize that this isn't the focus of this game. Mm-hmm. The focus of the game is actually fighting these other cities that are also being built at the same time.
1: And that's why tower defense is fun, right? Like, tower defense is the genre that was created for people like you and me who like the base building aspects of RTSs, but not the mobilizing an army and attacking.
2: I never aspects. really thought about that. Or that's
1: like interesting.
0: Sin City. Sin City. Yeah, Sin then you got City. All the, you got all those oh, Godzillas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you got. Well, yeah, yeah. You there got was, Toby uh, Ma- Toby Maguire coming in shooting everybody in the
3: dick. Sin City no, Two Thousand. <laughs> it's not Toby Maguire; it's Elijah <laughs> Wood.
2: <laughs> did you but, ever
0: play the uh, same guy? I think it was the Caesar games, Caesar Three, maybe. Uh, never I never did. Never did. That was really good, and it that also did the thing where, like, because it had barbarians that would periodically attack, but you had a choice of playing the city that had that or that didn't have that in each yeah. world.
1: In a way, you've played it, because in every game, there are at least a couple of bytes of Caesar 3's code.
0: <laughs> wow. That's right, because the zeros and ones from old code get get recycled, get recycled into new yeah. code.
3: Yeah. Wow.
1: I also accidentally bought two games that I didn't like uh, for the exact same reason. <laughs> Uh, those games being uh, one one game called Leap of Fate, which I don't know how I found out about it. I just had a tab open on my browser on my phone. I was like, oh, I must have meant to buy that. So I bought it. Um, it's kind of a, like a cyber. It was described as like a cyberpunk binding of Isaac. And then I also bought uh, Enter the Gungeon, which everybody's talking about today, which is like a nuclear throne binding of Isaac. They're twin stick shooters on the that, phone. I, that no they're both on steam Oh, okay uh that i don't like because you can shoot in any direction oh
2: not just the that, that sounds great to me
1: i know you love it and i feel like we've talked about this before i feel like we've talked about the ways in which i think that being able to shoot only in the cardinal directions actually increases the design space of environmental hazards and enemies
2: i think that's plausible yeah
1: um Because, like, in a case like that, an enemy that only shoots diagonally is an entirely different kind of threat than an enemy that only shoots horizontally and vertically is an entirely different kind of threat than an enemy that can shoot in any direction. And all of those things can exist in there and make sense. Um, I think maybe Enter the Gungeon, at least, would make more sense as an actual twin-stick shooter. The thing that I don't like, the thing that I absolutely cannot abide, is the Hotline Miami control scheme where the, the the mouse cursor... Okay,
2: yeah. No, well you you're can, moving yeah, around mouse. with
1: WASD and you're not always in the same place on the screen. Like, right. Like, you know, you can do, like, Crimson Lands where you're always in the center of the screen and then you don't have to, like, yeah. worry about where the mouse is oh, relative yeah, that, That's to you. why I played Hotline Miami with a gamepad. Do you just press in a direction to shoot? Yeah. And that, no, oh, that would have so been better. way, way better. Yeah. In okay. fact, I, I only thought of this later after I had already decided to say that I don't really like Enter the Gungeon. Uh, that oh wait I bet if I play this with an Xbox controller that it would be fine.
2: <laughs> it would be better, but it still would not quantize your shots. No, probably. but
1: it would be less. It, it would at least not be like unfun to play the way that I feel like WASD and a and a mouse controlled reticle out in the world is kind of unfun. Yeah. Because it's just exactly one too many things to pay attention to. Like, playing a bullet hell where you have to pay attention to not only the location of your character, but also the location of this abstract thing in the world that is your mouse cursor is, like,
2: Yeah. Everybody really seems excited about Under the Gungeon. I keep hearing it, and I keep not looking at it because of the name.
1: Yeah, and it's, like... The, a lot of the basic enemies that you're fighting are giant bullets that are holding guns and jumping around and that's shooting a, the guns. At it's pretty stupid. That's a
2: weird joke.
1: Yeah. I mean, it is a joke. Like, it's like, oh, well, definitely somebody laughed about that at a meeting and they stuck with it for a couple of years, <laughs> which I don't, you know,
2: I mean, that's how you have to do
1: video game jokes. Right. And I mean, you know, we've sort of made you, our you careers just, out of that kind of just thing. Trust so. That
2: like, well, this was funny two years ago. <laughs> 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 Gotta trust your past self.
1: I mean, it's not like this weird procedurally generated pixel art dungeon has any verisimilitude to speak of. It's friendly. It lets you teleport to rooms that you've been to before. That's a feature Doglord420 really liked.
2: It's a good feature. That's a wonder feature that binding, binding of Isaac should have had. Yeah, it really should have. I wonder if Doglord420 is backing us on Patreon
1: I wonder mm. if he's willing to put his money where his dog mouth is.
0: <laughs> Although I, I suppose
2: well, that... He can keep the money, dude.
0: It'll be Well, it'll be cleaner than if he put his human mouth on it.
2: That's a yeah, fair that's point, true. yeah.
0: You know, I, I 100% do not believe people when they say that.
3: The dog's mouths are cleaner oh, than... Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. That's got to be your, your mouth.
3: I
1: mean, just I- instinctively, you don't want that. Nothing is nothing is like your mouth is filthy and everything else is slightly filthier. That's like basically what I believe.
3: (laughs) Everything everything is covered with bacteria and if you just measure
2: like purely the number of organisms in your mouth, I'm sure it's huge. And maybe it's higher. The number, the raw number, is higher than in a dog's mouth. But these are organisms that humans are accustomed to having in their body. Which is not necessarily the case for random organisms in someone else's mouth, some dog's mouth. A dog's mouth, for example.
1: Yeah, like I'm pretty sure that a dog's mouth is not cleaner than mine. Like in the moment where that dog is eating another dog's shit.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: and yeah. and if so, it's not a kind of clean that I am well, interested dog in. Dog shit
3: is cleaner than human shit. <laughs> it's cleaner than a human's mouth. So i this is the point where I don't tell you that I've been feeding you dog shit. Uh,
2: C- continue to not tell us that, please. Okay.
3: You thought it was sushi, but now that we've now that we've got backers, I have to tell you the truth. now that we can actually <laughs> pay cool. for the sushi so yeah, we of have some accountability. Just- yeah.
1: yeah, if we're buying sushi for our investors, we have to disclose the feces content of the sushi. It's <laughs> 100%.
4: <is> 100%.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the dog ate some sushi.
1: Right. I also played like a half an hour of Hyperlight Drifter and bounced off of it really
2: hard. Mm. That game looks really good. It
1: has a bad map, and I don't like the art whenever it's depicting anything natural and i appreciate the decision to not have any words but then it makes a bunch of gameplay concepts really unclear
2: (sighs) i want to play that game
1: i know i do too i want to go back to it and not have the the thing the only like as i was playing it i was like i don't like this i don't like this i don't like this i should give this a chance i should give this a chance i should give this a chance because this might be like this it feels kind of Dark soulsy in that it's like, all right, the things that are the things that are like hostile to my comprehension are things that if I allow them to, they might be building a mystery. Mm. Like that Sarah McLachlan song.
2: Like, but then how I, you l- restart a room with one hit point? Yeah,
1: but then I got killed in a really challenging combat room, which they all are, I guess. Like, this is just a game with really hard combat. And the way that it deals with death is by respawning you at the beginning of the room with one fucking hit point.
2: And, like... Maybe that's really mysterious for some reason. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's <laughs> a mystery. It's why, a, why they would do that. You
1: know, another mystery that I discovered shortly thereafter is the mystery of why Alt-F4 doesn't work in this video game and it's because it's a game maker game and alt f4 is turned off by default and you have to turn it on but (laughs) yeah uh it's it's really begun to irritate me when it's very difficult for you to exit
3: i did not realize that it was a game maker game it
1: is it Hmm. says made in game maker studio right on the title screen i didn't know until i bought it this game is so hype or light drift I feel like I've been hearing about it for a really long time and people have been speaking about it in hushed tones.
0: Yeah, it was a it was a big uh it was a big name in kickstarter's
3: history. I uh I liked the the art that I saw of it, but I had I had not heard anything positive about the gameplay in particular.
1: I've got a real Yoshi's Island feeling about this where it's like everybody keeps talking about how pretty the art is and I look at it and I think I don't have the same kind of eyes that other people do. (laughs) I really like the parts of it that look like they're ripped off from Fez. Like, I really like the parts of the art in this game that are like, you know, this is like an ancient block with some circuits carved into it kind of thing. But all of the natural environments and all of the like the background parallax layers and stuff are just like these gross, like random colored. Smear Like, I I hate it. I hate how it looks. And everyone disagrees with me. So it's fine. The other problem is that the map is terrible. Like, it's like Fez levels of useless.
2: (laughs) In the same way?
1: No, not... Well, I don't know. There's like a... There's a button that you can press that overlays... That switches to a different overlay on the map that is... Absolutely useless in the exact same way that the Fez map is useless, but there's the map normally it's like it was pretty it's it's clear that it was important to them that the map looked good as a as a like a just a piece of visual art, but that just makes it less effective as a map and I was thinking about I was trying to remember if I could I was trying to think of a game that had a map that was both attractive and functional. Mini Metro. Well, (laughs) there (laughs) the map is the territory, right? The the only game that I could come up with, and this is only in a a part of it, the overworld map from A Link to the Past, Mm. is a really nice piece of pixel art that also clearly illustrates the connections between regions of the territory it's not always a hundred percent unambiguous you can look at it and think i should be able to go there but it's because you don't see on the map that there's some rocks there that you need the power glove to be able to pick
3: up or whatever are you is there a different tier of map beyond the one that you're actually moving a lot moving on
1: yeah there's there is a map like if you just hit the map button on the overworld it brings you out uh, up yeah up and, up a layer. where you see the whole world i see you'd recognize it if you saw it like yeah it
3: doesn't it just doesn't ring a bell you know but the dungeon maps
0: I think
1: in a link to the past they're like the rooms are not all the same size right and so they're Um, the map the dungeon maps are still really abstracted
3: yeah Yeah, I don't remember I've been continuing to play Ocarina of Time a little bit Uh, gotten through a dungeon or two I guess
1: you did? Did you do the the Deku Tree
3: and then the Fire Temple? Yes. Yeah, I have the I have the Fire Emblem or whatever Fire
2: Crystal. Yeah, the the game shard. where touched miners' faces. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh. That was a mini game in uh, Fire Emblem. Oh, that I got know, removed right. for the North American localization.
3: Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. And led to some Nintendo employee being fired, or allegedly. Something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I still just the man. 3D games. Are, what the fuck?
2: Do you mean 3D, 3D, or just 3D?
3: 3D, 3D, and also the like. Just, it, I feel like these early three g- games that were rendered in 3D are. Like, they were just flailing around trying to figure out what to do with the camera. Oh, yeah. Uh, it is It is so frustrating trying to just look at something that's, like, just a little bit off camera. Like, I, like, reorient my body and then turn the camera. Oh, should I overshot. Uh, reorient my body, turn the camera. Like,
2: you just go into first-person mode and then...
3: You can, yeah, but then, like, if you're trying to prep for, like, jumping over a ledge or whatever, it's just like, oh God. Yeah. Jeez, I just want to, like... Move forward in a straight line towards this edge,
2: yeah yeah so, it's, and and you never played mario sixty four right i
3: I yeah I played like the first five minutes of it
2: because that it's that the problem you're describing is way more significant in that game is it yeah like the the camera super nascent, and mm-hmm. the camera's like an actual
3: like introduced character in yeah,
2: the- which is interesting, like like they had to in order to to introduce the idea of of 3d space and, and like camera control. Yeah. Giving it to the player. They had to introduce this avatar that was the camera. It was weird. Did, was that their first 3d game? Uh, that was no star Fox on the SNES was, I think. Did they develop star Fox or was that an outside? Company? It was, I, I should know this cause I saw GDC talk about it. It was actually super interesting. I think it was a British team. Okay. That was working on it. Um, under the direction of nintendo uh super mario sixty four was definitely their first like well known and well like well 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 star fox is well regarded but like well regarded by me right uh three d game and they definitely their first one with uh three free three motion free motion under uh, in three d okay so
1: it's developed and published by nintendo
2: okay I, I think it was under in a studio that under was not name. in japan mm. or it might have been like British developers in, in-house, in like, that they imported from the UK.
3: Uh, I also played some Captain Forever Remix. Mm. Uh, I think I played it a little bit at IndieCade. And you played it a lot at IndieCade. I, it was, like, ten minutes. It was, like, longer. Than, you
1: were sort of hogging the computer.
3: It was fun. Uh, and so I played it some more uh, yesterday or the day before. And uh, it is continuing to be fun there's i feel like maybe i didn't experience the they've either added a bunch of stuff or i just missed it when i played it because it's it's randomized content or whatever uh but like there's just a bunch of funky blocks that have different abilities and effects and different kinds of weapons and stuff and it just sort of slowly introduces you to new ones uh it's just great there's just a ton of variety and it gets, uh, the, the difficulty ramp is really good and you have to like make a bunch of decisions about when you, when it is time to like stop and try to reconfigure your ship because doing that is like making you vulnerable to being attacked. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just, I really like that. The modular sort of Lego brick spaceship game concept a lot. I feel like it reminds me a lot of like how I played Legos when I was a kid by myself. In yeah. My room. Um, and then I spent a, a little bit of time playing Journey of a Thousand Stars. Have you guys seen this? Mm-mm. It's an iOS title. Oh, yeah,
1: the game that Bennett Foddy was talking about on Twitter. It's it just is a
3: crazy – it's like Doodle really Jump.
1: Hard. Doodle Jump if Doodle Jump was like co-op levels of difficulty.
3: Yeah, so like there are – you're trying to collect a thousand stars in this like really kind of brutal platformer. The person who made the game, their high score is 108. And nobody else has a triple-digit score. Yeah,
1: my high score is five after <laughs> playing 30 games.
3: Yeah, I got up to 27, so I'm like, I'm doing okay, but i like... And it just gets harder and harder. Like, they oh, just this keep... is
2: the the Farbs game yep. published by Finji. A Finji, yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I'm curious what role Finji had in it, because it doesn't seem like it has gotten a lot of publicity.
2: Yeah, I don't so, know. I don't know what Finji actually does.
3: Well, they're they're like sort of a publisher, right? They're... They, they're helping out in a variety of different ways but mm. I, I assume that sort of doing the publicity might be part of it I don't know I'm curious just I, that's why I'm curious like to see what they're how they were attached
2: yeah yeah. Uh, I think I saw Rebecca Saltzman talking about their, their decisions the decisions they made when they were deciding how to release information about Night in the Woods so okay. yeah like maybe a big part of what they're doing is, is the marketing
3: right whereas I feel like I heard a lot about uh, a night in the woods before it was released, and did not hear anything about this until like a day before it was released because yeah, I was in the, the woods No, it's not out. Hasn't been released
0: yet.
2: No,
3: no, no. Sorry, the, the this this game I like I so I have already heard a bunch of stuff about night in the woods, right?
2: Okay. but even but and before it was released, yes, before that. it was released, yes.
3: And this game Which I had still hasn't not, happened yet. Not not heard anything about right. until
1: like a day before it was launched. What kind of game is night in the woods? I've never even like I. I see screenshots of it and I'm like, I don't care what kind of game this it's, is. It's it's an this, adventure game.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. an adventure. 2D with platforming,
3: platforming kind of thing. adventure stuff. Yeah. Right?
2: I, with, I don't think the platforming is very I've platform-y. only played like
3: five minutes of it and I, was, I had to like jump over some things and like I was running along the top of a building or something.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I think the platforming is just there to give you something to do with your thumbs while okay. you play the game. You that know? may be true. It's just so you don't get bored when you walk through town. I played uh I played some Far Cry Primal. Did oh, did you talk did. about yeah. this last week? A little bit. Did I? Okay. I yeah. uh, still enjoying it. I still haven't gotten that far in it. I, I feel like it's if my understanding is that it started life as an expansion and so it's pretty story light, which I think is great for this sort of thing. Did you turn
3: off subtitles?
2: No. Um but I feel like I should, because no, none of the text has been interesting so far. Okay. <laughs> um, but, I yeah, I've been just really enjoying exploring the world and gathering resources and figuring out what the hell the the reward hutch is for, or whatever it is. Um, I've got a pet wolf that I tamed, and it helps me kill marauders. And I can summon an owl and fly the owl around and see from its eyes, which cool. is pretty cool.
3: Yeah. That's very Beastmaster. Is the, is, is the idea that you're a Beastmaster in this? Uh, is that the- at,
2: the, at least for part of it, you definitely are. Do you have a pair of ferrets? Uh, no, but one of the things I can tame is a badger.
3: <laughs> okay. <laughs> the...
1: It's weird with the supernatural stuff, right? Because it's like you can see through the eyes of this owl. That's pretty supernatural. And that feels more overtly supernatural than you get icons on your HUD where people you've seen before are even when you can't see them now. Like, that doesn't feel as... Like, you have this vision that will highlight wood that you can gather from across the valley. Right. Like, that's also weird, but...
3: So, so when you're petting these animals, are you actually taming them like have you tamed? well them you there's them?
1: a taming animation but then when you have a, a pet that you've tamed you can just walk up to it and you just can press a button to pet it okay and there's just separate animations for you bro out with your bear or whatever okay <laughs> I like basically immediately stopped engaging with the taming system because I just didn't want to have to keep track of where that thing was all the time. It wasn't until the like very last I ended up
2: I've been just like running around and suddenly it'll kill something for me. Mm. I've I've been enjoying that part. I think I
1: I think I beat the game. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, like it's, it's weird... that story light. Right? It's weirdly unclear whether it's over. Like I'm uh, like I've taken over the whole map and I have done all of the quests, but there was like certainly not a definitive, like... Did the credits run? Ending cutscene, no. Okay. Like, I...
2: One thing that I kind of like about the storytelling is that there's a... When you boot the game up, there's a story so far section where it recounts uh, the parts of the, uh, the the story missions you've done already. Yeah. Which is a feature that I feel like more more narrative-driven games should have.
3: Because it could have been several weeks and you could have no idea what's going on. Yep.
1: It's easier to do because it's like I don't know I mean this game is sort of it's caveman as fetishized Native American sort of like everything is in those kind of speech patterns and the, the sort of like folklore style that you're accustomed to to hearing in like that kind of yeah american i, I didn't
2: really think about that but like the vision media. quest to go on is totally yeah how native americans are depicted
1: and i mean the people that you're interacting with are like for the most part black but it just it reminds it it feels to me way more like a native american culture than it does like an aboriginal australian culture or Mm -hmm. something like i mean you know because they're speaking a thing that sounds a lot like the native american languages that we know but that lends itself to a kind of basic storytelling like a just a this is the parable of your character whereas if you were like if this was like your handler at the cia it would be way harder for well as you know jack the last thing you did was to infiltrate this base and yeah yeah, the, yeah. like so it's i, I think they they had an easier road storytelling stuff yeah, in this but yeah. like it's it's fine i mean I, like i said last i mean if, episode, if it like, were I, a- I like that sort of
2: just lofty like sweeping abstract fable if it were, you know, a more modern-day thing, they could just do a montage with a narrator. And it's effective, effectively what it is, except they show the narrator on screen. So, I keep running into this girl who has, like, just the front half of her head shaved. hmm And then there's, like, this... Maybe it's a tattoo of a hand fruit on her scalp, like an orange or something. Is that Native American as well? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. What's a hand fruit? A... a a fruit like not a watermelon, like a fruit that fits in your hand. Okay. Huh. You hadn't heard Just that? Never that heard up. that term. i d I've I did not make that term up. What about a little watermelon? Uh I think you still would eat it with a knife. What about a watermelon about, jolly rancher?
3: What about really big hands? <laughs>
2: uh I, I tell you guys, I've heard this term and I actually ha- didn't look it up. Okay. So maybe it maybe it's like the horribly racist thing that I'm saying. There are
1: pomelos at the farmer's market that I go to sometimes that are almost the size of a volleyball.
2: Uh-huh.
3: There are, uh there's a fruit called the, the Buddha's hand.
2: Yeah, apparently that that came up in the the top 10 citrus fruits episode I did of Train Hot Dog. And I'm convinced that Buddha's hand, even though it's technically a citrus fruit, I think it's, it's like a, a herpetology kind of a thing where they like, Oh man, Socrates grouped the the reptiles together with the amphibians, so I guess we have to too. Like I think it just got grandfathered in as a citrus fruit.
0: Sort of like how guinea pigs are fish.
2: Right. Yeah. And Catholics can eat them on Friday or yeah. whatever it is. Wait, what?
0: <laughs> Gu- guinea pigs were declared fish by by uh, by the Pope way way hundreds or thousands of years ago whenever it was so that the people that lived in that area would have something to eat (laughs) you mean guinea yeah wherever (laughs) guinea pigs are from
2: so it looked to me like you were looking up hand fruit and then you just put your phone down so i'm assuming that it's now it's something i said that's horribly racist no no, why would it be racist i don't know
3: 90 percent of the articles referenced buddha's hand okay and then urban dictionary was like any fruit that fits in the hand i was like i can't (laughs) i can't trust this as a source yeah
2: okay they didn't have a citation in urban dictionary they did not Chicago. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Just some exploitation movie. Yeah, that So
1: you've done like have you have you met the, there's a guy who uh refers to you as piss man and it's because <laughs> of a it's because of the time he pissed on you.
2: Uh-huh. I haven't gotten
1: to that yet. It's like bro, like <laughs> that's not how nicknames work. <laughs> like you know like this uh this we have this cool nickname about this time I was a real asshole
2: to you like <laughs> it's your asshole man now
1: you haven't met most of the characters
2: i guess not in the game they're they're cool it's cool it's a cool game it's good i'm looking forward to you know playing more of the game the girl with the orange on her head is entertaining
1: yeah she's real mad yeah she's real mad at those northern people Yeah. she's, she's I, I think she
2: might be kind of the mad at the Ouya or she whatever trying, it is. Yeah, the ouya. <laughs> she,
1: I don't remember any, of the, any of the names of the things that you you your tribe is like something that's Wek-
2: Wenja. Wenja, yeah, there you go. The Wenja and the Ouya.
1: Utah. It,
2: I don't. It? I don't remember.
1: Yeah, a, um, and then there's there's it's like the ice tribe from the north and the fire tribe from the south. They all have their own problems, you know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Um,
1: but yeah, she cuts the ears off of them, uh, to stop the screaming.
2: Is that a crafting item? The
1: only time, uh, it's not, the only time she doesn't hear screaming is when she lives in her little ears, uh, in her hut. <laughs> oh, an auditorium is what they call that. <laughs> the place where you hang all the severed <laughs> <suffered> ears.
0: <laughs> You'd think it would be easier to hear the, sp- the, the screaming in there. Well, you're not attached
3: to the ears. The ears are hearing things for you. It's so oh, they're up. hearing it, yeah, and they're using up all the screams.
1: Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, using them up.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like our studio is baffled with severed ears of oh, the yeah. northern tribesmen.
0: <laughs> I don't think that's why I'm baffled by it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Every time a Canadian developer comes to visit, we take an ear.
0: I uh,
3: I saw some like a gallery of screenshots of some of the. Far cry, the Crisis Engine games with like just ridiculous PCs, and it is kind of nuts how good they look.
2: There's a, I don't know if this is what you're talking about, but there is a website that whose name escapes me now that uh NeoGaff. Okay, no, I'm thinking of something else. Okay, um, uh, but this guy just he does, um really artistic screenshots of games using hacked up executables and ridiculous resolutions and like hacks to take control of the camera.
3: Oh,
2: huh. Um, and so it may be that you were looking at those cause I know that there was a set, um, uh, that, 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 that's, I did of Far Cry Primal.
3: Okay. But I mean, even just like Tom Francis's actual screenshots from the game. Sure. Sure.
2: Oh, it's a, it's a beautiful game.
3: Beautiful. It's a beautiful it's game. Just, it's I don't understand how rendering has gotten that good in an environment that you actually get to wander around.
2: It's, uh, that it's, it's like not just, just by static. throwing more millions of dollars of artists at the game, basically. <laughs>
3: sure, yes.
1: Did you see that um, thing that I retweeted a few months ago? Like, if you want to know why there isn't a high-budget Star Wars game time to release with the film, it's because there is no fucking way that you can make a triple-A game in the amount of time that it takes to make a Star Wars movie yeah. <laughs> at this point. Yep. Which is pretty crazy. Yep. I mean, you could certainly have made a game in an existing engine with lower quality assets, and it would have been a fun, cool game.
3: But that's not what the people want. They don't want fun or cool.
1: Yeah, I guess that's not what the people want, although, you know... Turns out they want Minecraft.
2: Who sure, know? they could make a Star Wars game that looks like Minecraft. Probably do really well, actually. Yeah, you know. spacecraft. <laughs> oh, oh, they'll cool. call it Starcraft. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
1: minor wars.
0: Starcraft wars. Craft
1: <laughs> wars of Star Lego bricks. <laughs> oh, <laughs> lego star wars oh. uh, are you guys excited about this the world of warcraft movie kind of yeah me too we have,
3: you and i have a date right mm-hmm. <laughs> both yep. of our both of our
1: Yeah, every time friends. i say something about it amelia says that'll be a good date for you and kevin to go on
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when is that supposed to come out it's in like
3: late May or something, right? Oh, that's okay. soon! Wow. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's been in production forever.
2: I well, I I didn't. I assumed that it was just recently started because I hadn't heard of it.
3: Is it is Duncan Jones doing it?
1: He did.
2: It. He's
3: done. I think I wasn't sure if like he, yeah, he stuck d- with it the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. He directed.
1: He's he's tweeting like he's like oh I can finally show you these things now and he keeps tweeting like production stills and oh, and behind the
2: scenes shots and stuff. Cool. Um, does I mean, it does it have any gnomes in it? Oh, I'm sure it does. does it it has, it I'm orbs. not sure it has gnomes.
3: Well, it's mostly the people, cinematics mostly team people at Blizzard hated gnomes
2: and never included gnomes in their cinematics. Oh, really? I remember that much. Huh? Yeah.
3: Wait, do they really?
2: I never a gnome. I, in I it. never saw a gnome in a War, in a World of Warcraft cinematic. They're always they're always just below the level. Yeah, of the that would, that would actually make sense. <laughs> I never saw the ground either. Right. Ground is really hard to render. Yeah,
3: you
1: know, there were birds though. I guess they were foreshadowing the new four, the the new Starcraft race. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh what yeah, Medev. The, he the hearts.
3: Totally... Oh just, right. He's just an alien. Yeah. He my, is. my
2: my theory was actually that like if you render gnomes at any level of fidelity higher than. The World of Warcraft poly count—they look horrifying. <laughs> oh, I
1: thought you were going to say if you render them at any level of detail higher than the World of Warcraft poly count, they become real. Oh well,
3: <laughs> that too—that's pretty horrifying.
1: It's like you know you can't say Beetlejuice three times. Right. Or, um. Anything else? Or are we are we ready to? Did uh, we already do males? Yeah. Are we ready to start talking about this assignment? Super hot. Super.
2: Hot. Super hot. Super yeah. hot. Su- super. It seems like
1: the consensus is not a consensus. It seems like reactions are mixed. Really?
0: <sighs> I mean, I think I can definitely say that it's the most innovative shooter I've played in years. <laughs> <laughs> I am
3: I'm getting a little tired of games that are telling me to stop playing them or delete them
2: or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, I, I like that, that's that, actually when I stopped playing it and deleted it. Did, was yeah, it? Yeah. Okay.
1: I like that this game features uh, main character suicide as the ending because that is, as I have said for years, the only honest way for a video game to end. That is
3: not <laughs> what happened, though. Really, spoilers. Yeah, I mean, but, it does keep going after that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but you're just software at that point
3: but, but the okay. contention is that you were always software right like that the bot, the body is just holding you back man this story is kind of dumb it's, and yeah
0: I mean it's, it's
3: goofy uh, the, the part that actually bothered know. me more like than that style.
2: was that like they had this game and then they had someone else making the story and they just kind of mashed them together at the last second with no real connection between them oh is that is that true that's that's how that was my interpretation. Oh,
0: okay. People are so
2: upset by the frame story and like it's
0: it, whatever it is. It, it, okay, it's so it's whatever. Schlocky, fun cyberpunk nonsense. The game
3: I, never really became interesting to me. I I really liked the little game jam vignette that I played two years ago. Or whatever. I, I think that
2: was a better game.
3: And I was like, oh, this is really cool. I I like this. This is fun. What, and then what was
0: better about it?
2: Well, I'll, I'll get to that later, but Kevin. Well,
3: so then, it, so this is this is more of that, and it just never did anything kind of interesting with it. I felt like like it was just different scenarios where I'm doing the same things. I'm punching a guy, picking up his gun, shooting him, throwing the gun in somebody else's face.
1: But the different scenarios have different resources that they give you. The levels are laid out
3: differently. Okay, the, like, but barely. Like what are the different resources? Like whether there's objects in the environment that you can throw at people. Like, they're, but they're they're all equivalent, right? Like the the no, katana is a little different. The guns. The number are like, of
1: them that you have are different. Like the, so, I mean, some of the levels were way way harder than others, and that mostly based on the number of enemies, though.
4: Well,
1: like, it, no, not so. I'm thinking about the one where you start out in the bathroom. That level was incredibly hard because of the sort of composition and replacement. Like you're starting with like
3: one guy's already got a gun to your head.
1: No, you you start out like behind a guy that's pissing, and you kill him right away. And then two other guys run in to the bathroom, and then when you get out of the bathroom, there's a pool table to your left, and there's a guy behind the bar with a shotgun who immediately starts shooting at you. Right, which is like, I think it might be the first time you've seen a shotgun Yeah, and it's like, and it's a, it's like just crazy difficult to figure out how to deal with that because it introduces a bunch of randomness that like seeing it kind of doesn't matter because it's like, you just sort of have to stay out of the way of it in a, in a much wider sense. Like it, the fact that some of those levels took me 30 tries to win means that there was some level design Mm -hmm. going on there that was
3: important i don't know if that's you can if that necessarily follows i i like so there was a level that i that i had a hard time with i think it was i think it was the very beginning of the the like core level the like where you're trying to interface with the core and the, like that the beginning of that i just had to go over and over again but it, like each time i played it, it was just a little bit different like the the characters were positioned slightly differently and like if I started turning to the left, sometimes I could immediately grab a gun. Sometimes I couldn't. So it wasn't. I did not feel like those were designed aspects. That, they, that there was a lot of randomness in how things unfolded. Um, I think which the was impact
1: holding. of the design outweighs the impact of the randomness. the 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 level where you started in the elevator just surrounded by three guys that was I thought yeah. a really good
0: that would that was the one that felt most like a puzzle
1: yeah it was like how do I take advantage of these mechanics to like survive this impossible situation and it like took a bunch of tries of trying different sort of orders of operations of doing things
3: and it was great yep. I guess you just run into them and they explode.
2: I I don't know. Uh riff. So mm-hmm. the the thing that I, the, so I might I might be misremembering mis- mis- how uh the 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 game jam version of this played. But there were a bunch of things about the this game that rubbed me the wrong way, like starting with like the instant restart takes like 5 seconds. Um uh but the biggest one is probably um that when you turn, time passes. Yeah, yeah, and
0: that would be better if if that there is a mode
3: when you finish the game and it unlocks all the endless modes and stuff. There's a mode where that is not the case. Oh, um, really? I've never vastly see that. that. What's um, the so called? Much. Tr- full stop, or true okay. stop, or something like that, where
1: where time also does. I mean, time pa- it, in the world. time, nor- the
3: game, time moves, passes
1: very, yeah. very, very slowly, even while you're standing.
3: This spot, one right. time passes only when you move. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I
2: think time passing really slowly is probably fine. But like, I remember um, the the game jam version being a game where you basically had perfect information, where you could take in your situ- take in the situation, you could look around you, you could make make a decision, and then act. In this version of the game, like if you try to check on what's going on behind you, the guy in front of you is going to kill you. Yep. Uh, and so, and there's always someone behind you. Like you're. This is a game where, yeah, it's not like it. It is unlike most first-person shooter scenarios in which you like in in that uh, the enemy spawns are very dense and you're almost always surrounded, and you almost always have to act on information on all directions at once, and you just have to hope remember from last time you died
3: well and also hope that the shot doesn't hit you this time because it's kind of random yeah there's also
2: luck yeah there's
3: a i felt like there was a lot of luck
2: and i feel like like, i
0: didn't i very rarely had problems with guys behind me i don't know maybe i was just checking checking that more than you did out of paranoia or whatever
1: i was constantly getting killed trying to look around like i also yeah. think it's better if time doesn't happen
0: yeah to I, I think that definitely all. sounds like an improvement I'm, I'm ready to play that version
2: <laughs> well you can it's in unity on the web if no you have, no i uh, mean
0: the time stop version that kevin was saying
2: right right right
0: uh, um i found the like the the problem i had with the story version wasn't I mean, I I thought the story itself was fun, but what I didn't like about the story mission was just that the levels were too short. So by the time I was really starting to get into the groove, suddenly that's the last guy killed and it's
2: super hot again. I I saw people talking about how you need to like explore the levels and yeah apparently there's are things a bunch of secret like, stuff. Yeah. I don't know how you can ever do that because when the guy when the when as soon as you kill everybody well you you
3: can't kill you have to leave somebody alive. Yeah. Um, I explored a bunch and didn't find any secrets. Okay. All right. So I'm I
1: don't know what I was apparently there to are from. a lot of walls that you can walk through. Oh well, <laughs> f- fuck which yeah that, that just doesn't.
0: I think they might be marked in some way though cuz I saw I saw something referring to cracks or something. But I, huh. I didn't look in detail cuz I didn't want to be spoiled. Oh,
2: that or. might refer to the uh the the stuff in the file system which like to me implied that this was a pirated version of the game.
3: Well, yeah, cuz that was that was definitely the well, narrative. I mean more like
2: cracks right.
0: found, number of cracks found.
2: Oh, yeah, okay. I I thought the stuff in the file system was neat like Yeah
0: yeah I, I, the, yeah the I, ui like the tree like the, chopping game was cute
2: <laughs> yeah i, I, I like sure. the little the, the demos the, the stuff that yeah harkens back to the demo scene and the the cellular automata stuff and as a
1: ui conceit all of that stuff was cool as a story for i mean it, like the the cyberpunk story stuff was hokey it did not offend my sensibilities as deeply as it seemed to offend other people's it was right. like ah, oh, this is kind of like pony island you know yeah <laughs> and i liked pony island. i
3: think I, I think the problem is we just had too many of them in rapid succession i'm it's like become tired very quickly
0: oh but the point the point i was making about the levels being too short was just once i because today it wasn't until today that i i booted it back up to try the endless mode and that was like oh problem solved <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> this is exactly what I wanted. And now it t- and, and just now I learned that there's a version that's even more just what I wanted. <laughs> so
3: The uh It is frustrating to me a little bit that the, all of those modes are locked behind having completed the campaign.
0: Yeah, but it's not a long campaign. I feel like this is I wouldn't be surprised if the developers felt like the endless and challenge modes were the real game.
3: That's like Couple hours of delay between you getting you getting the game and getting to play what they consider the full, thing, the real game. Yeah. I wonder if
1: there's a cheat code. Oh,
0: uh, maybe. Yeah.
1: Well, what are we doing for our next assignment, guys?
0: Uh, I believe we said we were going to do Samorost three.
1: We did say we were going to do Samorost three.
0: Is it worth going back and playing the first two? I they're have no worth. idea if they're connected.
1: But they're but certainly worth playing. Yeah, I can't they're, imagine they're good games. that they're worth playing, but they're they're cute. They're fun.
3: Yeah. I remember the first one pretty well. I don't remember if I ever played the second.
1: Yeah, I don't either. I also don't remember if you played it.
3: Cool. Uh, we have a Patreon now. Yeah. So Patreon.com.
1: Da- pa-
0: reach over put- here.
1: Patreon.com. Put- 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 VGHD.guif.
2: See dot people Gif. in
0: our Slack right here.
2: Oh yeah, oh, there's, there's yeah. The more- there's, that that stuff is live. You could join them. That's yeah, right. you could come and hang out on our Slack. if you I can give see us somebody some called money, Some
0: Odd logging in Monday. and saying, "Hi everyone. Hi oh. Some Odd. Hi
1: Some Odd." No, seriously though, uh, the 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 support that we've gotten has been really just heartwarming. Like yeah. it's it's Thank you, everybody. It's super cool. It's super cool to super to, cool. Super. It is. It cool. is yeah, super cool. <laughs> It's just super cool to know that that you know there are people enjoying this enough to
3: toss us a buck or two for an episode. Like it's, you know, I don't know. It's really nice. It feels Jim, good, man. Jim's contention is that everyone's going to drop feels out when good, they realize man. that they're backing us per episode instead of per month. Yeah,
2: maybe they will. Not everybody. Just just the Just, just a quarter three Quarters of yeah <laughs> yeah. Well, can you back for twenty five cents? I mean, you could back us for a
1: dollar an episode with a monthly cap of a dollar. If you, oh yeah, to there spend you go, a month. Like you oh, can. Pro
2: tip, listeners, You <laughs> can <tip>. do that.
1: <laughs> and you know, and you, we'll never know. You'll still be in Slack. We, we might know. We'll, we'll still we'll still thank you on the episodes, even though you're a f- dirty freeloader. <laughs>
3: well, dirty dollar loader.
1: <laughs> um, dog's no, but mouth, seriously, thank you so mouth, much dirty, to the hundred odd people uh, backing us. Backing us, like it's it's it's. It's great. It's really, it's
3: yeah, really nice. We appreciate it.
1: Not to get all sentimental, guys. I've had a fantastic time doing episode number two hundred and thirty-six of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we will do it again real soon. And listeners, I hope you'll join us. And until you do, kakaboo boo balaya.
2: I, I thought we were saying we don't owe them shit. Oh, is is, is that okay, guys?
1: I've had a fantastic time recording episode number two hundred and thirty-six of Video Games Hot Dog with you, and I hope we do it again real soon. And listeners. I don't give a fuck if you show up or not because we don't know you shit.
0: Good night. <laughs> Good night. Good night, everybody. Oh dear. Oh.
1: Do they make oh. ban anymore? I don't think ban deodorant works anymore. I think that I think I've dated myself in the seventies. You Man, is remember that the seventies when it was legal yes. to date yourself? <laughs> <laughs>